Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Kevin sent me a note about a story that appeared in the Detroit Free Press, which is a paper I delivered as a young man. Um, the new Inform Consumers Act is a crackdown against fake goods sold online. Here's how it works. Susan Tompor wrote this for the Free Press. And uh, online shopping scams often are built around pitching bargains to unknowing consumers who think they're getting the real deal but end up losing money on fake or stolen merchandise. It can also be shoddy merchandise. But finally, we could see more of a crackdown on the crooks. The INFORM Consumers Act, and INFORM, of course, is an acronym which we'll get to, went into effect a couple days ago. It requires online marketplaces to verify key information from high-volume third-party sellers. So what a lot of people know is if you go to Amazon to buy something, a lot of times it'll say this is being sent and sold by a third party. So the whole transaction happens through Amazon, but someone else is who's shipping you the goods and who's ultimately getting paid for it while Amazon takes their slice. These sellers have had 200 or more separate sales or transactions of new or unused consumer products and $5,000 or more in gross revenues during any continuous 12-month period according to the Federal Trade Commission. So what they're saying is if you're a high-volume seller on one of these sites, the site has got to get all this information from you to keep you in line. And it's a good idea. INFORM stands the Integrity, Notification, and Fairness in Online Retail Marketplaces for Consumers Act. Uh, retailers and others lobbied Congress to tackle the spike in organized retail theft, which involves then reselling stolen goods online at deep discounts. And a lot of the stuff that gets shoplifted winds up online. Going forward, online marketplaces must gather more information about who exactly is selling online and as a result, slow down online sales of stolen high-end sneakers, counterfeit handbags, and other phony goods. Uh, online marketplaces covered under the law, according to the FTC, must suspend high-volume third-party sellers that don't provide the required information and must offer a clear way for consumers to report suspicious conduct. I forgot which video it was I did recently. I was talking about how occasionally you can go onto eBay and you'll see somebody selling things for the buy-it-now price substantially below the wholesale price. And you're looking at that going, okay, this can't be completely up and up because either it's not real or the person who got it somehow got it to where they can sell it below wholesale, make a profit, which means it's probably hot. (laughs) Online marketplaces covered under the law, according to the FTC, must suspend high-volume third-party sellers that don't provide the required information and must offer a clear way for consumers to report suspicious conduct. The goal, according to the FTC, it's for the new requirements to lead to less fraud as online marketplaces take more proactive steps to verify that only legitimate sellers are operating on their platforms. Online marketplaces could need to spend more money on new controls, but in the long run, you'd think such actions should boost business if consumers know they're not about to be played as part of some crime ring. Consumer watchdogs warn some items, such as risky toys and unsafe cosmetics, are sometimes also sold by unscrupulous vendors online. Last year, the FTC received nearly 360,000 complaints related to online shopping fraud, and 43% of those complaints involved losing money. The total loss reported was nearly $359 million, 
and the median loss was $179. Online shopping fraud ranks number two for complaints behind imposter scams. And that's one of the downsides of buying things mail order offline is that you know, you're, you're looking at something on your computer, looks good, price is good, you click buy it now, you buy it, it gets shipped to you, you open the box up and there's something wrong with it. At a store, you could have inspected it and said, oh, I don't want to buy this one, it's broken or whatever. And so the question is, how easy is it to return what it is that you just got? Some companies are very good with returns, others not so much. The FTC data also notes that uh, military consumers filed about 12,000 online shopping-related complaints in 2022, with 73% of those reports involving some financial loss. Total loss for military consumers of $25 million, with a median loss of $189 each. Uh, the consumer watchdog at the USPIRG Education Fund said the new law will help cut into shady online sales, particularly by making it tougher for thieves to sell stolen merchandise online. Many online marketplaces haven't been doing enough, she said, to protect consumers from sellers who appear to be peddling stolen or counterfeit goods. Consumers, of course, still need to look out for red flags to avoid getting scammed. And it goes on and on here, but the FTC is actually reaching out to various marketplaces, telling them they need to do this. And so the obvious big ones, like Amazon and eBay, uh, probably will cooperate because they kind of have to. They're in the public eye so prominently. But the real question is what happens to the people who kind of manage to get through the cracks on this? So a person could get onto one of these sites and sell a bunch of stuff. And then as they approach the threshold where they've got to report, they can then close their account and reopen up another account under a different name or something. And I know that that's a common problem with uh, cheap goods coming from far away. And I've seen advertised on Amazon uh, some electronics that are made in China. And you can look at the ad all you want. Nowhere does it say what the name of the company is that manufactured it. It's the weirdest thing. And I've actually been shopping for something online. And I went down a rabbit hole because I was like, okay, I know some of the brand names here. But I don't recognize some of these competitors who've got better prices. So the question is, do I risk spending the money on the competitor that I don't know even who the manufacturer is, or do I go with a brand name? And some of these things, it's so obvious that they're knocking off the competitor. So you're looking at a brand name you recognize, going, okay, I could buy that. I recognize the brand name. Here is one made in China that looks identical to it. And... uh it'll actually say the description as to what the item is, but the description doesn't contain a brand name or a company name. It's the weirdest thing. And uh, I actually bought something like that one time. And I thought, well, I'll buy one and see if it works. And uh, not long after, it broke, stopped working. And um, I went back to Amazon, and the company that sold it, the seller, no longer existed. And it didn't appear anybody was selling that thing anymore either. Like, so I think somebody just manufactured a bunch of these things at a factory and then moved on to something else. And once they sold these, they shut down their online portal on Amazon and walked away from it. So this can be a problem, and it'll be interesting to see if it makes any difference at all. A lot of this, you know, these laws that get passed in Washington or in your local uh, capital, such as Lansing here in Michigan, uh, have the greatest of intent, 
But the question is, uh, will this work? Will it do anything? And I don't know, because I think that what's going to happen is uh, if you study you know, how these things work, it's kind of like water flowing in a riverbed. And you view a rock as, as a law. And you put the rock in there, and the water just goes, woo, and flows around it. <laughs> put another rock, the water flows between them. Okay. And so it's just the stuff just does this. And I'm concerned that these sellers are just going to go, oh, okay. Uh, it says if they've had 200 or more separate sales uh, and 5000 or more in gross revenues during a continuous 12-month period in the last 24 months. Well, they'll just start counting. When they hit 195, they'll shut it down and rename it and reopen it back up again. But we'll see. We'll see. So the new Inform Consumers Act is cracking down against fake goods sold online. We'll see if it works. Susan Tompor wrote that for the free press. Kevin sent it to me. Thank you very much, good friend Kevin. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. The search for happiness is one of the chief sources of unhappiness.